Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray talk to Gigi Dolan of NXT before her big matchup at Roadblock on Tuesday night. But even more than talking about the match that she's having with JC Jane, we talk about her as a person and her road to the WWE. It's must listen right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Gigi Dolan joins us here on Busted Open. Gigi, good morning, and thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Wonderful music selection. Um, it's a great song. Couldn't have picked one better myself. But, uh... <laughs> Roadblock taking place uh, tomorrow night, NXT, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the USA Cable Network. And, Gigi, we got a lot of questions for you. First of all, thank you for the time. And second of all... Um, this is a feud that's been a long time in the making. This match has been a long time in the making. We heard from JC Jane a couple weeks ago, but we heard from you 
last week, and I actually said before NXT, I said, you know what? I get it. We're supporting Gigi, but why should we be supporting Gigi? Why should I be emotionally invested in Gigi? You answered all those questions with that promo last week. Talk about that moment with the microphone in hand and that promo you delivered. That was the first time that I have actually been able to truly spill my guts on TV. Um, Cause obviously like I've been the mean girl and I've kind of went along with the toxic attraction vibe of just being the locker room bullies. And like I said, in the promo, it was a good way to release some of those inner demons of mine for a while. But the truth is all I've ever wanted to do is just lay out my heart and lay out what is going on and who I really am. Um, and this match is huge because it is it's almost three years in the making. It's very emotional. Um, with my parents uh, taking me out of public school at a young age, toxic attraction was the first time that I truly felt like I had girlfriends or as I would call them sisters and to have them, you know, turn their backs on me and uh, for JC to do what she did, it creates this extremely emotional moment for me to be able to not only look JC, who I thought was my sister, my friend in, in the face and have to go to war against her. Uh, but it also symbolizes a lot of what I've been through in the past and the people that I've encountered in my past. Gigi, after the kick heard round the world, <laughs> do you believe that you are more loved for taking it? Or do you think she is more hated for giving it? I don't know. I mean, I think I think the internet just loves violence. Whatever it happens, whoever gives it, whoever takes it, I think they just like violence. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think I think it's 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 a wake up call for me. So a lot of people can resonate with like some pivotal moment happening in their life that kind of wakes them up and makes them realize, no, screw this. Like I need to wake up and be who I really am. Whatever. I think a lot of people resonate with that. I think a lot of people resonate with JC kicking the face off of somebody they don't like. So I don't know. I think it, it could go both ways. Well, I, I've got a question for you. And before I ask the question, uh, I'm going to hit you with this. Uh, I've, I've been hit before where I felt like the person deserved exactly what I got. Do you have payback in your mind? And how uh, do you see that playing out? Uh, I think I, I definitely got a little bit of that payback when I ran in and made my comeback a few weeks ago. Um, my knuckles were <laughs> literally bleeding and bruised. And I think she was fully expecting it to come hard. And if not even harder than that. But I mean, with this match tomorrow, I think. I think it's the opportunity to not only like get my payback physically, but also mentally as well. Like, you know, this is my opportunity to not only the physical pain, because I think the physical pain, a lot of people can take physical pain, but I think mental pain is what is a lot more lingering on the mind and, and, and the heart. And I, yeah. I think my point tomorrow is to make sure she feels not what I felt physically, but what I felt in my heart and my soul when she did that to me. So you're going to suffocate her is what you're saying. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to make her, I'm going to make her regret everything. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I want Gigi. mental pain. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. 
You know, Gigi, you've had great opportunities. Obviously, you've had success in NXT. But this match that's coming up tomorrow night on Roadblock is one of those matches where I think it's the must-watch match. And there's other big matches that are going to take place. Don't get me wrong. But this is the match that I think is why people are going to tune in to Roadblock tomorrow night. This is the match where this is where I want to buy the T-shirt. I want to, I, I, this, I'm all in. How does it feel for you? You know, and everything with toxic attraction where maybe at times you probably felt like a, a, a second or third wheel. But now you are the main attraction. How how does that feel for you and how much pressure do, do you feel going into this match tomorrow night? I think it's a lot of it is a lot of pressure. And obviously with a group splitting, there is a lot of talk of like, who's going to be the standout. Uh, are they going to be able to stand on their own? There was a lot of talk when it was just JC and I, the tag team, are they going to be able to do this on their own? It's, a, it's very sink or swim. Um, and I almost enjoy the the doubt and people questioning and speculating who's going to, who's going to be the one to take the lead. Who's going to be the star who, everyone you know they always have these assumptions and i think it's actually pretty interesting to watch everyone's minds just go all over the place and um I, i'm just so excited for this because i have been waiting for like i said with the probo a time to be able to finally spill my heart and let the world see who i really am outside of this toxic attraction member uh that is just mean and belittling to everybody gets their way yeah, yeah. Now I can finally show people who I really am and who the person I've been sitting on to just let everyone join in on me and my journey as a human being. Like, and I want to be able to be relatable as well. Like the people that have been through similar things as I have growing up, like that, that was the most important thing for me, aside from delivering my message to JC and wanting her to know how hurt I was. I also took it as an opportunity for fans and people to be able to find some relatability in me because when I was a kid, I would have given anything to see somebody on TV talking about things that I was going through and to be able to share that with somebody. So um, it's just the opportunity to be able to express myself finally is what I'm most excited for. Now we, we heard the Smiths coming back from break and that's obviously one of your favorite songs. Like, I always feel like pro wrestling is probably the ultimate rebel outlet. You know, like I think a lot of music and, and, and TV shows and movies have become so corporate that like really the true rebellion is probably pro wrestling. Do you feel the same way? Cause you just talked about like, you wish there was someone like you when you were younger, it feels like that's kind of the norm in a lot of ways now where in this industry, you could really be yourself and express yourself. Do you believe that? Yeah, well, I mean, doing what I'm doing, wrestling, this is incredibly taboo for even how I was raised. Uh, I came up in a culture where the women didn't have jobs. The women didn't uh, marry or date outside of the culture. They they were taken out of public school. Uh, I wasn't allowed to really have friends or go out and hang out with people. So doing what I do... It, it, it's a taboo in itself. Um, and G -G -G -G, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious. And I don't, if you mind sharing, what culture are you talking about? So I grew up, uh, I am a Romney child gypsy and, uh, I grew up living a very old school, strict lifestyle, really. Strict what, 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 what is that called again? What type of gypsy? Romney. Romney. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 
it's a very interesting lifestyle because I was really sheltered growing up all the way up until I found wrestling and I left home as soon as I turned 18 and I slept on couches and I slept in cars and I didn't have money and I didn't really have my parents in my life at that time at all. Uh, and my parents were both dealing with addiction and issues like that growing up. So, I mean, I've been through the ringer and to be able to see where I've came out of that is just amazing. And that's why I'm so determined to like give my brother this incredible life because he's, he's uh, 11 years younger than me. So he kind of got the trailing end of like childhood without me in the picture to kind of like take him away from that. Cause I left at 18. So I'm, I'm my goal in wrestling in, is to give him this incredible life and kind of show him. Uh, so you're that taking he can care of your brother? So he doesn't live with me currently, but he is planning to move in with me soon. But uh, essentially, yes, I, I plan to take care of him and show him a good life and be able to set him up for success in the way that I didn't really have that. I kind of had to grind a little bit to get where I'm at, you know. So you just answered the question that I was going to ask, because in many factions, only one or two people maybe survive. You know, you look at Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, like that kind of thing. One soars to the top and the other, uh, you know, kind of disappears on the, on the big, big stage. Like, I was going to ask you, how do you feel and where do you see yourself and, and who do you see yourself being? You answered that to me. Uh, you're a fighter. Uh, you're somebody that I feel like is going to take all challenges personal and you want to succeed even if you have to step on her neck at this next match. So you answered my question. I, I, I feel like I know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's tuning in to see how it goes is going to be the biggest thing I can tell anybody to do. Cause it really is an unpredictable situation because I don't know what she's planning to bring to the table. Nobody knows what I'm planning to bring to the table. Uh, this is this is two and a half going on three years of built up animosity. And and everyone thinks that maybe this started when JC turned on me a few weeks ago or whatever. But for all we know, JC's been plotting this since day one. JC's viewed me as a counterpart since day one of toxic attraction. So for all we know, this is building a lot longer than we think. And that's what I believe. Gigi, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, we all have the benefit of seeing each other on Zoom right now. Our listeners obviously don't. But when you started to tell your real life story and you mentioned the Romney gypsy, and I do appreciate you sharing that with us. I don't know if you saw, but me, Mark and Dave all perked up. We became even more interested in what you had to say. Because we hear all of the pro wrestling stuff and we get it, but that real life story you just told had me super interested. Now, have you told any of that story on TV? Would you like to tell any of that story on TV? Because I've never really heard it before, except from guys, who's the boxer, the heavyweight champion right now? Uh, Tyson Fury? Tyson yes. Fury. And hearing Tyson Fury's story about his gypsy background and his lifestyle made me love this guy even more. And I find and myself support him. 
And I find myself so much more interested in you in the past five minutes than I've seen from you on TV since day one. And if you can hook yeah. me, you're doing something right. So like, uh, like, Lean into it is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, lean, <laughs> lean into, into it that. if they'll let you. Because I found myself, like, like I even, uh, I moved into the camera as if I could get closer to you because I wanted to hear you more. And I got earphones on. I could hear you perfectly. Like, that is such a good part. And if you're able to lean into it, tell that story, that emotion, your brother, the struggle, the lifestyle, and you make that a part of your story, you will become the Sean. Yeah. And I hate the whole Sean Without and Marty comparison. I think the Bubba and Devon comparison is better because Bubba's <laughs> much bigger star than Devon ever was. Oh, <laughs> oh. wow. What a heel. But yeah, that, that was, uh, I don't know if I really have a question, more of I'm just putting you over and say, you've earned my fandom in the past five minutes. Thank you. It's, it's almost a hard thing to talk about, though, because a lot of people, there's so much uh, misconstrued information and stereotypes out there that it, it's a touchy subject because uh, a lot of people are ignorant to my ethnicity and my culture that it gets thrown around a lot, what people just assume about it, especially with uh, the, there's a TV show on TLC like 10 years ago called My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Um, I was a part of that when I was 14. I had a birthday party. I didn't have a wedding, I had a birthday. Um, but they took my story, which was supposed to just be an innocent birthday party, and they stretched it and made it into this really disturbing, disgusting kind of story of like, oh, her parents are trying to, uh, you know, get her a, a husband at 14. And, and that wasn't the case whatsoever. They took it and they made something out of it. And, and ever since then, I've been really leery on like how I present that because people can take it and kind of misconstrue it or think it's these stereotypical things that they've seen on TV. And um, so that's where I got to be careful when I do talk about that in, in the public eye. I, well, I do want to just started your, you started it exactly perfect. You said people are ignorant to what it is that and people are ignorant and people make judgments on shit they don't know nothing about. I know nothing about your culture, so I'm not going to speak negatively of it. But what I want to do now is now I want to read what about your culture. And if that's involved in pro wrestling, now you're educating millions of people about what that culture is, and you take control of the narrative. You tell people what your culture is about, where you came from, how you were raised, the positives, the negatives. Like, but you rate you help raising your brother takes precedence to me over everything because you want him to have more than he does, and you want him to have a good structure that you didn't have because you said of the dependence on drugs. But but you tell the story. You bully leaned in, I leaned in, the world is gonna lean into you. And you're going to be a bigger star than you ever thought about because you're letting us in. I guarantee you, when you go on social media after this interview, people are going to be, be putting you. People are going to be putting you over for your for willingness to talk about your 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 background, your culture, because you've obviously stated here that it's it's rough to talk about it because you've already gotten screwed over. 
you know, mm-hmm. but you just talked about the, the show on TV. Um, I want to get off of that for a second. You you led this, uh, came up rough. I, I guess you traveling around a lot. And how did you become a fan of pro wrestling? When did you have your first exposure to pro wrestling? Who was that very first person you saw? What was that first match you watched where you saw it and you're like, I want to do that. And so, then how did, and then how were you able to do it with this really strict uh, culture that you came from? So I, I love telling the story because my little brother gets embarrassed. So uh, my brother is, um, he's autistic. So he finds something that he likes and he just becomes compulsively obsessed with it. Right. So he was obsessed with pirates when he was a, uh, God, I don't even know how young he was very young, like six, five, six years old, maybe even younger, obsessed with pirates, comes across an Undertaker action figure, um, doesn't know what wrestling is, doesn't know who the Undertaker is, but becomes obsessed with this figure like this. He could not go anywhere without Undertaker because he thought Taker was a pirate. <laughs> um, so I looked into it and that Christmas I got him the 20 and 0 DVD set. And all we watched, because we didn't have cable at the time, so all we watched was that DVD set. And, I mean, before you know it, it became this, I mean, obsession. Like, him and I both would just watch. It was Taker. We were watching a lot of Sean, a lot of Triple H, a lot of Ric Flair. I mean, well, all of Taker's, like, biggest matches on that DVD set. Um, And then before you know it, I mean, we were hooked. And um, when I was around 16 we had a birthday party for him at a local show and uh i was talking to one of the guys that had worked there and they they said well hey like you know how old are you and i'm like well i'm only 16 but like i'd love to do this and um so i started training and uh i i really didn't think it was going to turn into this i mean when you start i feel like when a lot of people start of course you'd love to go to wwe you'd love to do all these big things but it's so big in your mind that you just think oh, well, you know, I mean, like, that's cool, but like, that'll never be me. Uh, And so I was just happy to finally get out of the house. And I was happy to be doing something that my mom was like, allowing me to do. Um, And then a couple years down the line, it kind of came to a point where like, my mom was like, okay, so when are you going to quit this wrestling thing? When are you going to like, settle down, get married, you know, live a normal life? And, and, um, I, you know, you could tell that she was starting to get like a kind of annoyed, like, okay, my daughter's like not 16 anymore. Like what's going on with her life. And um, then, you know, things kind of went downhill with my mother and I, cause she, she got into uh, addiction and things like that. And that's when I left home at, at 18. Um, but it all kind of sort of blooms from the undertaker and that action figure and my little brother. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, you know what? I got, I got to tell you, um, you know, I've been doing this show now on Sirius XM. It's going to be 14 years uh, in April. And Mark and Bully, I think you would agree. This is this interview has been something special. And it's special. Yeah. And to, to, to take the time for you to be as open as, as you have been. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult for people to listen to this interview and not root for you, to not follow your career, to not get behind you, to not be emotionally invested. This is, you know, for me, one of those special moments as a fan and as a host that we get to have you on as a guest and to have a guest as special as you have you have been. And I want to personally thank you seriously for being as honest and open as probably any other guest that we've had thank here you. on the show. And uh, I really want to thank you. And 
I wish you all the luck in the world. And whatever we could do, uh, we're here for you. And uh, we'll, we'll be watching tomorrow and we'll be rooting for you. And good luck with not just your career, but everything in life because you deserve it. Thank you so much. This was this was an absolute blast to be able to do this. Uh, I've been wanting to come on for a while, and this this has been great. So thank you so much. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.